Welcome to episode 12 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patsy the Angry Nerd, and I am joined, as always, by Agent Nicole, who says what happens at the spa party stays at the spa party. <laughs> How are you doing today, Nicole? I'm doing good. How about you? How I have... I Have, have su- you collected yourself from last week? I have episode. successfully recovered from what may be the... Uh, nicest thing that anyone has ever said about me ever yeah uh and it's on tape and recorded for posterity so you can't go back on it Uh, we are also joined as always here at castle wolfenstein by johnny wolfenstein did you guys bring me some food i haven't eaten in like three weeks no one has brought me any food here i i think there might still be some chunky Chunky oh no (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm i'll starve it's okay (laughs) No chunky for me, please. It's like that scene in Futurama when they're all on the planet and they're like, "Like, oh, we're stuck in this cave. Do we have anything to eat? We have all this pizza. Oh, but there's pineapple on it. Great, so there's nothing to eat. <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, South Park where they're, where they're essentially doing, a, it's called Night of the Living Homeless, mm-hmm. and they're up on the roof, and they're like, we have Pop-Tarts. I'm like, ew, those are cherry. <laughs> Cherry, okay. I think uh, the brown sugar. sugar. Yeah, those are the best. See, I disagree. I think the s'mores are the I was, best. Ah, oh, I love the s'mores. I don't know and if I've like had the those. Brown, or the brown I, sugar. I haven't had a Pop-Tart. Now, this is you guys aren't going to believe this, but I haven't had a Pop-Tart in about two years. The only time I would get Pop-Tarts, because they're so full of sugar. Oh, they're terrible. Uh, <laughs> Christmas and my birthday, Ashley would buy me a box of Pop-Tarts. Aww, and I would make them last as long as I possibly could. She didn't get me like a big box that's got like 600 Pop-Tarts in it. Yeah. Just a regular like, you know, Six four pack. Yeah. And I would make them last as long as I could. But, you know, when I was a kid, like I'd get boxes and boxes of s'mores uh, Pop-Tarts. And I'd eat an entire package at a time. But that was back when I weighed about 130 pounds. So I was <laughs> doing everything I could to gain weight. And apparently it's got, a, got an accumulative effect. What about those uh, toaster strudels? Have you tried those? <gasps> I haven't Not had those in, a lo- in so I haven't long. either, but I remember loving them when oh, I was a kid. Yeah. That's like the I icing. Think, oh, yeah. I would try to draw stuff, and it was always awful because I could never cut the you thing You always right. tried to draw penises, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to draw and then eat. <laughs> Draw all my brother's toasters, Drew. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Look what he did. What is it? Uh, it's a rocket. <laughs> uh, what are we doing today, Nicole? I want a toaster strudel now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so good. We don't have a toaster, Castle Wolfenstein. But if you donate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Donate. You can feed us, too. Yes. Oh. How about some uh, Fig Newtons, Wolfie? You want some Fig Newtons? Uh, <laughs> no. Did you guys see what, what Fig Newtons are made of? Yes. Or figs, rather. That's what I'm bringing yeah, up. Yeah, Wait, yeah. Wait, what's in Fig Newtons? Do I want to know? When you eat a fig, you're basically... Th- there's a wasp that, go- that goes into a fig and like pollinates it or whatever. And you're eating a decayed wasp. <laughs> the face on Nicole. A, a po- post-coital oh. decayed wasp. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> if you want to get technical. <laughs> oh. Ew. Yep. That's pretty much how it no is. I wonder why my dad likes them so much. Ew. <laughs> Gross. It just reminds me of The Simpsons when Homer's eating the hot dog at the Quickie Mart. 
And uh, he's like, something about this tastes weird. And Apu says, ah, I just cleaned out the grease trap. And Homer goes, he goes, uh, yeah, but without the grease, all you can taste is the hog anus. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of w- earlier when we were talking about uh, Pop-Tarts. It actually reminded me of a Simpsons episode, the one where Homer, what is he getting? Claw Kalosh? Claw Kalosh. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, uh, what do you want to drink, Mountain Dew or Crab Juice? And he's like, ooh, Crab Juice. <laughs> crab Juice. <laughs> well, they did, they did another joke like that when they, uh, they had helped this Indian tribe by defeating their ancient enemy, the beaver. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why don't you just chase the beavers? They're like, the beaver is also our god. <laughs> So they ended up chasing the beavers off, and they destroyed the dam, which you know brought back their uh, their their settlement like instantly, like all the teepees and everything just like appeared, like because they yeah, weren't yeah. dammed up anymore. And they handed them a they handed them each like the coconuts or something, or no, these cups. Like drink deeply from these cups; the bear urine will make you strong. And Bart and Homer just kind of look at them. They're like, "Oh, we're kidding! It's Fresca!" And they spit it out like, "Oh, Fresca!" <laughs> yeah. I just thought of something. What did you that we forgot of? to do last week. We forgot to do our battle. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, that it, is, took, it took you a week to remember? That's, that is how much of an impact that... I will make sure I put it up with the, uh, with the Facebook group. Oh, shit. I was, I was thinking, oh, my God, we're talking about food, and somehow I boo got into battles. Because you will fight people for sandwiches. I know I, I would. will. So, yeah, let's do that real quick right now. <laughs> We're going to uh, have a two battle, two battle. Well, no, we'll put, we'll put, you know, we'll put this one. This will be last week's battle because okay. I'll put it up on the Facebook group because that's how, like. We fail. No, that voicemail from Ashley messed me up. Like, that totally, like, threw me <laughs> off everything. I had, I. You heard there was seconds of silence, which doesn't yes, normally happen on this show. You were tearing up, and I was over on the other side, just having a rainfall of tears coming down my chin. Uh, so we have all right. So we've got two. The last two ones we did were the Sarah Connor Black Widow fight, and then the Brienne of Tarth Beatrix Kiddo fight. Yes. So that leaves us with Out of This World and Supernatural Superstar. So we're going to do Out of This World for last week's episode. Yes. <laughs> and that is going to be Ellen Ripley versus Ray. So hopefully at this point we have the winner of that, <laughs> even though we're just in a, I, you know, this It's hard recording for the future and the past. Sorry, and, people. We let you down. I, I'm, I, don't, I don't know. But yeah, we'll get to the uh, the other one at the end of at the end of uh, this episode. As long as we don't get any more like super sappy. I know. I keep checking my phone just in case. Because that you know that really <laughs> threw me so off. Like I'm not used to people saying nice things about me, and then when someone says something really really nice, like I totally. She says some really nice things. We've had talks. Yeah, but not on the air. No, that was great. Thank yeah. you, Ashes. Uh, so this uh, week, oh. this week, what we're doing is we're continuing our series of uh, fan appreciation or listener appreciation. Yes. Um, I can tell you that, you know, during the summer, we definitely appreciate the fans. And uh, <sighs> <laughs> God damn it. But uh, what we're going to do this week is we are covering a character uh, with whom both... Agent Nicole and I were 
almost completely unaware. Uh, and this is a character named Guts from the anime slash manga Berserk. Now, there's a, a, a quite a few movies. There's over 300 uh, uh, issues of the manga, so there's a lot to cover. So what we're going to do is we're kind of just going to give a basic background of the character, who he is, where he's from, where he's going, where he's been. What and, he's done, uh, who he's done. Yeah, I know. His hopes, his dreams, his aspirations. Yeah. And uh, hopefully you'll... Uh, Enjoy it. Yeah, and, and learn a little bit about the character. And this was char- this character was suggested to us by Riku, who is a listener. Uh, and Riku contacted us on uh, Twitter, if you remember, a couple of episodes back. You know, uh, we talked about Episode this. 10. Yep. Episode 10, we talked about this. So, Riku, this is uh, this episode is, uh, you know, for your character, and thank you for suggesting. And as always, you know, if anybody wants to suggest a character for us, you know, I mean, there's lots and lots for us to choose from. And, you know, generally when we have guests on, you know, those folks come in and they choose their own characters. But if you have suggestions, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. characters that you love, characters you really hate, any character... Yeah, movies, TV shows, you know, it, you know, anime. Yeah, any anything you want, books, video games. And well, I know Uncle Polly's chomping at the bit to come talk about Mega I Man. I know he needs to. We should ask him if he wants to be on for next week's episode. Well, next week, uh, I thought we oh. have something planned for. Oh, just kidding! Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I forget. And then uh, we are we are going to be doing a uh, a series for October. We have four episodes planned that uh, are going to tie into the month of October mm-hmm. that we think you're really going to like. And um, yeah, so what we're going to do, I think uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and uh, we do have uh, the email that Riku sent us so that we can uh, start the conversation. Yeah, all right, that works for me. All right, break time. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Okay. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci. Douche bad hags. This October, the Deadites return to the stage on which they made their name, in the room they made dangerous. October 15th, it's trip-hop goddess Mary Catman, the nerdcore sounds of Agents of Chaos, and the evil grooves of rhetoric. And then, it's the dead, it's the rad, it's the funky, 
It's the Deadites. October 15th, Rock and Shock Weekend. It's the best night of the best weekend of the year at the Cove Music Hall in beautiful Worcester, Massachusetts. It's the return of the Deadites Halloween Extravaganza, hosted by the voice of Talk Without Rhythm, El Goro. And we have returned. So, this week's character, Guts, uh, from the anime Berserk, is uh, has been suggested to us by our listener, Riku. And uh, Riku sent us a, a, a nice email. Riku says, Good afternoon. I've been a fan of Berserk for quite a while. My friend showed me the 90s anime when I was 14. Needless to say, I was hooked. Then I started to read the manga through fan translations on the early 2000s internet, which were, as you can imagine, terrible, yet I loved every page. Now on to why I like Guts. He's a big man with a big sword, yes, but he's also a revenge-driven, tragic character that doesn't mope about what happened to him all the time. He grits his teeth and runs headfirst, sometimes literally, into a battle. His weapons are super cool, from the Dragon Slayer sword to his cannon arm and the Berserker armor. Now, the final reason I like this character is a bit personal. He lost an eye, and I have zero light perception in my left eye, so it was pretty cool as a younger kid to see this big badass guy with a similar handicap, and in some way, uh, that endeared his character to me. Lots of love and hashtag Team Patsy, Riku. A nice email. Yeah, especially the very end of it. Oh, God. It, why can I ask why it's such a competition? It's not a competition. Okay, it's just bullshit. nice when people say nice things about me because it doesn't happen often. They usually talk about how nice you are. It's really funny because when you came to work that day, when you got the email, you were like, "I have another friend. Someone likes me." La 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 la. I was. I was excited. And you're like, "You're so jealous." No, I'm not jealous. <laughs> it's nice you have a friend. You need friends. Even even Punch Farm, which I I thought I thought were solidly in my corner. Oh, it's all right. It's all right, Punch Farm people. We still love you. So, like I said, this is a character I had zero familiarity with. I had no As idea who he was, what the anime was, what it was about, what this character was about where he came from, where he was going, what he was doing, and why he was doing it. Um, so we did our research. Uh, we watched some videos. We looked up the, the Wikipedia page. Uh, Riku actually helped me out a lot with that by yes, telling you. me you know, where to look and what would be, uh, what would be a, a good place to find some good information. So this is a character that was created in 1997 by Kentaro Miura. And I find his origin to be fascinating. Yeah. Um, he got his name uh, not because of his bravery or his intestinal fortitude, uh, to quote Mick Foley, but he was born from a woman who was hanged among other corpses, and they were discovered by a mercenary group, and Guts was uh, found in, like, fetid, rotting placenta 
And the leader of the group was a mercenary by the name of Gambino. And Gambino just assumed that he was dead and, you know, dead in the afterbirth there until Guts began to cry. Now, Gambino's uh, special lady friend, uh, Shisu, at least I assume it's a lady, I don't know. Uh, actually, no, it is. It is a lady because she had a miscarriage three days earlier. She persuaded him to uh, keep the baby. And so, you know, being a, a nice guy that he was at that time, he uh, allowed her to raise guts as her as her own. She actually died from the plague three years later. And now, one of the big reasons why Gambino did not want to take this baby is that he was born... Uh, he, he took the circumstances of his birth as a bad omen, which, understandable... Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, born from a hang pregnant woman. You know they found him in ugh, just not not exactly the uh, most sterile of conditions. Yeah. where you would prefer a, a childbirth occur. Um, so three years have gone by, and and at this point, uh, Shisu has has passed away due to the plague. So Gambino begins training Guts with a sword. And he was very, very skilled. He learned quickly, and he adapted. And by the time he was nine, he was able to join the mercenary group, uh, which was headed by Gambino. Now, they had a, a very uh, very interesting father-son relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, until about the time Guts was about 15, when one of the other... Uh, one of the other mercenaries, Donovan, tells Guts that Gambino has uh, sold him and that now Donovan owns him. And Donovan proceeds to uh, have a, a wild night of unconsensual sexual uh, exploits with Guts. And... Uh, shortly, uh, the next day, uh, Guts comes up to uh, Gambino and asks him about it. And Gambino was like, I don't, I don't know I don't know what you're talking about. So out on a mission, uh, Guts murders Donovan for what he did to him. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's part of what Riku was talking about, the tragic backstory of this yeah. character. Like, he seems to have nothing but bad things happen to him uh, everywhere he goes. Um. So why don't you uh, why don't you pick up what's uh, some of the stuff that you found out about? So he is known as the Black Swordsman, uh, or the One Hundred Man Slayer. He's the protagonist of the Berserk uh, um, franchise. He was a former raid unit leader for the mercenary group, the Band of Hawk. Uh, for his appearance, he's extremely tall at six. At 6'3", he carries a huge sword called the Dragon Slayer. Uh, He is strong yet heavy, muscular body, dark hair. He has a visible scar on the bridge of his nose. And despite being extremely young, where in the beginning of the series he's 15, his appearance, it makes him look older. And it's due to the war, due to the stress that he's been through. Um, His right eye is closed, and it was because of a battle that he uh, dealt with when he he got stabbed in the eye by one of the monsters in the 
um, Eclipse when he was trying to save his girlfriend, Casca, who was being practically tortured by Griffin. Griffin? Griffith. Griffith, yep. Um, And he's a very complex character. He's, despite having so much bad happen to him, he's a strong character. He... Every challenge he's faced, he gets stronger. He, you know, he doesn't, like um, Riku said, he doesn't let those bad things put him down. Yeah, he um, he develops a, uh, a strange relationship. Um, the only one he ever trusts is his sword. Yeah. Uh, he, because he figures, you know, the sword is always with him, has never betrayed him, and protects him uh, when he's in battle, when he's being attacked. So the sword, Dragon Slayer, is the only, the only thing that really uh, he can count on in his life. Because everyone that he's ever dealt with, uh, you know, has, has betrayed him. Like, you know, uh, Gambino selling him to Donovan. And then, you know, a while later, they find, you know, he finds out that... Uh, Gambino knew exactly what he was doing and that he blamed the bad omen of of Guts's birth on every bad thing that had ever happened to him in his life including uh Shisu's death uh from the plague he blamed that on Guts because somehow you know taking him in and caring for him as as a baby and as a newborn and raising him mm-hmm. that translated into all the bad luck because of the the omen of his birth so they ended up fighting, and uh, Guts wins the fight, but uh, Gambino sets his tent on fire, which naturally attracts the attention of the rest of the mercenaries, who then you know, naturally assume that Guts has killed him in cold blood, you know, not knowing the history, not knowing everything else that happened. And of course, you know, no one's going to believe them at that point. So he gets on a horse and tries to get away. They're all chasing after him. Uh, it's only after his horse goes over a cliff that they give up their pursuit and assume him dead. Well, he ends up getting caught up with another band of mercenaries, and that seems to be a big theme with him. He's always being, uh, he's always drifting from one group of mercenaries to another. Yeah. I mean, at one point he gets. Uh, captured because the, his group of mercenaries happens to be on the losing side in a in a in a battle yep. and he's uh enslaved and has to fight you know gladi- gladiator style uh for a while until he gets out because his his uh leader of his group came back with reinforcements and they're able to you know free him and he gets out and you know basically he ends up uh you know hooking up with this girl Casca not like in the in the physical sense but like you know meeting with this group and he takes it upon himself to protect her. Although a lot of people don't see him as a protector. They think he's just reckless and headstrong. When, in fact, you know, he'll... He can take massive amounts of damage. Uh, Nicole and I each watched a uh, a clip uh, where he earned the 100-man the slayer nickname. Yeah. And it was because he literally killed 100 men. Um and this isn't like a typical anime where, you know, there's one person that's so massively overpowered that they just wipe out an entire group of people with little effort. Yeah. In this, he is actually, you know, he's taking damage, you know, like he takes an arrow through the hand and, you know, the bad guy yells at him. He's like, oh, now how are you going to lift your giant sword with, you know, only one hand? And even the way that the uh, 
the battle is drawn and animated, yep. you can tell that this sword is very heavy for him because of the, the way it's uh, animated. It's like, you know, he goes to swing and the thing, you know, it's, he almost drops it but uses that momentum to swing back up again. Like, yep. it's very well done. Um, you know, most anime fight scenes are incredibly, incredibly well done. But this one uh, I really liked. Um, it shows, you know, a lot of the uh, the skill that he has, but also the fact that yeah, he's being surrounded by a hundred people. You know, yeah. they they're going to get some shots in on him, and you know he uh, you know he keeps telling Casca to get away, get away, get away. You know, I'll hold these guys off. Just get away. Get to. You know, I'm not sure who the other characters were that she was going to because I didn't it get... It seemed like she was going back to get the rest of the mercenaries to... Yeah, like a separate group. Yep, to come and help him out. And when she came back, he you see all the dead bodies and he's up against a tree and she's freaking out because she doesn't know if he's alive or not. And she's about to break down and boom, he's like, yep, I'm still here. Yeah, she's she's grabbing him and shaking him, like trying to wake him up and... You know, finally he just like, hey, stop shaking me or else all my wounds are going to start bleeding again. <laughs> uh, see, the uh, manslayer uh, or man killer nickname uh, seems to be something that's prevalent in this world because one of his first big uh, battles that he had, one of the first defeats that he had was a character who was the 30 man slayer. Yeah. Now, Guts has only been defeated in battle twice. twice. Uh, once by the aforementioned Griffith, mm-hmm. uh, who ended up coming to respect him. This was, I think, the second or third mercenary group that he was in, uh, the one that broke him out of the uh, gladiator combat arena. And he had, uh, you know, he had defeated Guts, but respected him so much that he ended up becoming his second in command. Yeah. And, you know, I. I I really dig this character. Like, I had never really seen uh, much of him um, until, until uh, you know, Riku suggested it. And I have to say, like, I, I'm not, you know, generally a huge anime fan. There's only a few that I'm really yeah, into. Yeah, neither am I. I think the only time I've gotten to anything that was anime-related was Sailor Moon and Pokemon, but... Obviously, it's not like this stuff. This is definitely grittier. It's very violent, very bloody, and yeah, Casca almost gets uh, raped at one point. Like some of the soldiers chase her down and you know rip her shirt open. So there is some you know brief nudity and adult situations yeah. in this. You know, other than the the massive amounts of violence. Yeah, but. You know, I think it's a, it's a testament to his character that, like, he tells her something, and she remembers that, and she's able to fight her way out of the situation, because mm-hmm. she's a skilled warrior, but, you know, there were she just got overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and, you know, she definitely cares about him. There's, like, an on-again, off-again, uh, on-again, off-again thing with, with, uh, with the two of them, and it's, uh, it's, this particular um this character like basically what we did was we you know we tried to watch a couple of movie clips we tried to watch some uh, you know read read up about it but there's a rich rich history there's you know like i said 
like 350 uh, issues of the manga. And it's still continuing as well. Yeah, it's, it's still I going. And I think September 21st, they're releasing a video game for Berserk. So, you know, it still has a huge following out there. Yeah, and it's it's almost uh, aging him in real time. Yeah, I've noticed that because in the beginning, he's only 15, and now he's 25. So well, he started off, you know, as a baby. Yeah, as a baby. And then, you know... It picks up from... When he is three years old, yeah. you know, you can see him, you know, training with, uh, with Gambino... And then, you know, you see him as he's older, you know, joining the mercenaries, doing different uh, jobs and different work for them. And, you know, it just goes to show you that he's a character that doesn't dwell on his past. Uh, one of the, you know, the great images that I saw of of him was him kind of like curled up, holding on to his sword the way a, a, a child would normally like hold on to his teddy bear. Yeah. You know, and that just kind of shows you the relationship that he has with, you know, his his sword, with his weapon, and it's he's a broken character yeah. because he uh, he can only trust this inanimate object because he can't open up to anybody else because mm-hmm. he's been betrayed and and he's had some really bad stuff happen. Do you to think him. that's why so many people really like so many people enjoy his care, like enjoy that character? Just that he's so broken and that he could be relatable, or it's just you know he can slay a hundred people in one setting. I think it's uh, a little bit of both. I think he's a very badass character, and at the same time, he's also uh, you know relatable. Like there might be something about him that you know really appeals to you. Like Riku said, you know the whole you know inability to see out of one eye yeah. was something that was appealing. Because that was a similar handicap. Yeah. And, you know, very rarely do you find, um, you know, specific things. Usually it's, you know, these characters are, they're deeply flawed, but they're deeply flawed emotionally. There's not a, a, a physical thing that you can see. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of a character like Batman, who is, you know, he's a flawed character. Yeah. But, you know, outward, he's this perfect you know specific perfect physical specimen of of what a human could aspire to be mm-hmm. so you know i really liked that aspect of the character um now what did you think you know going through looking at the uh the the history and you know some of its background what did you think of him oh i don't even know where to start it when looking through his history when like the first line that where he said he had like a bloody entrance, the first thing I thought of was what I told you. I thought he was like for a second. I thought of Jon Snow, and that's uh, spoiler. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, there's a specific scene in there, and I thought of that. Um, and then just understanding this character, reading about him, you can definitely tell why he he has such an appeal to him. Uh, trying to collect my thoughts. Hold one on. of the uh, one of the things I read about him, um, and actually something that Riku said as well, is where he runs headlong into battle, and a lot of people think that's just because you know he's you know overconfident or impetuous or you know <laughs> stupid. Stupid, yeah. Um, basically, what it is is he's taking the damage 
for other people so they don't have to take it because he's tough and he can take it. Yeah. You know, and he feels like if he can protect somebody from even something small, then, you know, it's, you know, his right to do it or his yeah. his desire to do it. Although he's very, um, you know, hit or miss as far as, you know, who he's going to protect. He doesn't go after... There's no, you know, Batman or, you know, Kane from Kung Fu type of I have to protect everybody all the time mm-hmm. type of mentality with him. It all depends. Like, you know, he looks at the situation and decides whether or not he wants to get involved. Yeah, and it seems like if one of his... He doesn't have any morals, but he believes if you're small and weak you should be you should be dead and the strong people and the ones who triumph through war should be the ones that stay alive right he's a firm believer in the might makes right like if you don't like the way something's going change it fight yeah you know because that's what he did and you know and i feel like he doesn't realize that that is not uh, the typical upbringing that people have, yeah. you know, you have to grow into who you are. You're not, you know, you don't have, you're you know, not put this, in situations. At right. You don't have age. it thrust upon you. Yeah. Like you're going to be a mercenary. You know, you get to, you get to live your life a little bit and then decide what you're going to be. Yeah. But you know, that also, you know, is part of how he was brought up by somebody who didn't want him, you know, essentially like the only, the only real friend he had was, uh, was Shisu. And, you know, I, I think that Gambino only put up with him because that's what she his, his special lady friend wanted. Yeah. yeah. And once that ended, once she died, and again, he blamed Guts for everything bad that happened to him. So, like, there was, there was going to be no uh, reconciliation. There was going to be no, you know, happy ending to this story yeah. because... I mean, you saw what he did to him. You know, he sells him off to a guy that is a pedophile. Just sells him right him. off, tortures him, and does all kinds of uh, terrible sex things to him. And he, uh, ooh, hitting my microphone. And he, uh, you know, and and guts didn't want to believe it at first. And yeah. you know, when he when he approached him about it, he's like, I, I don't know. He was like completely oblivious to it, and and so. You know, Guts believed, you know, because that's what he wanted to believe. He's like, there's no way that this guy would sell me. Like, this is my, you know, essentially my father. He would never do this to me. This is the man who raised me and trained me and taught me how to do everything that I know how to do. There's no way that he's going to do this to me. And in reality, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's just not a... (sighs) It's not a situation no one should ever go through. And I think how the character has progressed through it he's obviously it's made him stronger despite all the bad stuff that has happened to him right he's he's a character who has the experience of a man twice his age yeah you know and for some people that could be very you know relatable especially at a young age you you are in certain situations you are given responsibilities that you shouldn't have to be responsible at like a very young age right like he shouldn't have to be fighting for his life against you know opponents who are two and three times his size and you know four or five times his age you know like he's not even you know he hasn't even really learned how to walk and now he's you know learning to fight with a sword like Mm -hmm. you know he never had a childhood he never you know 
knew what it was to, you know, have innocence in his life. And I find that to be completely fascinating about this character. Like, it's um, it's something that I thought was uh, just just fantastic. Um, there's a lot more to this character. There really is. There's there's so much. Like even the stuff that Riku mentioned about you know the berserk armor or his cannon arm. I didn't see any of that stuff, so I'm not sure when that happens, how it happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just... Uh, I was trying to get a, a good background of the character. I didn't want to inundate myself with too much and kind of overload and therefore, like, overload the folks that are listening at home. Yeah, and then miss important, crucial details that we might need or might might be extremely important and then, you know... Cool. Yeah, I mean, essentially what, you know, what I was trying to do with this episode is, you know, because I'm unfamiliar with this character, I wanted to kind of find out some new stuff find out some things that um, I thought might be relevant and interesting to people who are listening who may also not uh, not know who this character is. So, you know, that's, uh, that's definitely my goal. And I think, you know, we've done a pretty good job of learning about who this guy is and yeah. finding out, you know, what drives him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely very interesting, and I definitely want to thank Riku for bringing this character to our attention because it definitely opens the door for both of us. Like, I'm very intrigued into yeah. knowing him more about him in the in the entire Berserk franchise. Yeah, I definitely want to check out some of the some of the movies. You know, I think there's a TV show as well that was part of this. Yeah, that- I know that Riku was telling us not to really focus on that but on the films that yeah that have that have come out recently yeah because there's uh, there's three films two of them came out in 2012 and i think the third one came out in 2013 uh it's definitely um definitely worth looking into i mean even if you're not a big uh anime fan like just the story of this character like this is such a cool background a cool beginning to somebody's life and and mm-hmm. uh, like what an introduction like yeah um especially I get over that. with the films the recent films i know that uh talk without rhythm with el goro on episode 322 he does talk about those films and i've listened to a bit of it and it's really good if you really want to get to the meat of the bones understand the films before indulging yourself i think you should take a listen with that yeah because he he did that as part of his uh month Anime of animation month. yeah, yeah. Uh, Jakey Poo was on that was on that show as well. Yep, from the Cult of Muscle, uh, another uh, another good friend of uh, of the network here. Um, yeah, I, I I I again, I just want to say, you know, to Riku, thank you very much for for suggesting this character to us because, you know, that's the whole point of the show is to learn about new characters, learn about. Uh, maybe somebody that you are unfamiliar with mm-hmm. and kind of spread spread that love around and like let people know that hey this is uh this is a really cool character i know you might not have heard about it but man you got to check this guy out because he's so cool you know and maybe through that maybe you meet another character in that mm-hmm. story that you find uh find interesting maybe you know you're you find yourself being a casca fan mm-hmm. maybe and all with just in general understanding new characters and why they have such an effect on many people or or effect on society and it's 
it's something that we enjoy we've been enjoying doing the past couple of weeks with this podcast is understanding why they have such an impact on certain people and understanding the backstories of our guests and us as well you know why they're so attracted and why attractive to us and yeah and it's it's like that's the whole point of you know what we're trying to do here is you know tell us what you like tell us what you want to talk about and if we don't know about it you know let's we'll learn research it. yeah i mean you know we may not like every single character we may not think that everybody's great mm-hmm. but you know we'll at least be able to understand you know what you think is good about it because mm-hmm. you know there's nothing that has universal popularity so if you like something that you know maybe somebody else doesn't just remember that there is nothing that has universal popularity. You know, like they say in Wayne's World, the Beatles didn't write songs that everybody loved. They left that Sorry. to the Bee Gees. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's in all, in all seriousness, like, you know, I did enjoy researching this character and I'm definitely going to check out more about him. But again, you know, it just because, you know, that's like your own little slice of nerdness. Like if you like something... You know, or you like a character, or you like a game, mm-hmm. or you like a book, or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you are the only one, I mean, it, the likelihood of that happening is very, very slim. But even if you are the only one, that's all that matters. Like that's that's your thing, and not everybody is going to like the same things that you like. That's why there's chocolate and vanilla. You know, nothing has universal appeal. You know, so just think about that. You know, when. You know, you're trying to explain something to somebody, and they're like, "Oh, I really, really like this," and they're like, "Yeah, I, I, it doesn't matter to me. I don't, I don't care about it too much." Don't get disappointed. Just realize that there's probably something that they like that's their most favorite thing in the world that, that mm-hmm. you don't care about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just just remember that. Don't feel bad or discouraged if somebody doesn't, you know, like the stuff that you like. Mm-hmm. Just do what makes you happy. Like the stuff that you like. You know, whether it's you movies, do books, you. yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I remember being in high school and somebody was like, oh, I think those shoes are ugly. It's like, well, that's fine. I didn't buy them for you. I bought them because <laughs> I liked them. I didn't buy them because I hoped you would enjoy them. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, I think this is a good time to take a break. Yeah, to take a break and to, uh, you know, collect our thoughts. We'll come back. We have a, another voicemail. We'll actually do our... Uh, our normal closing routine, Agent Nicole Files will do a science fact, and uh, then we will actually do this week's battle <laughs> this week. Are you gonna uh, you gonna do you with some of those sex toys you were talking about last week? Oh, I I could. <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. I don't want to have an idea either. <laughs> oh, All right, break time. Yes. Oh yeah. Ah. What is it, Rob? It's that darn crossover reference again. It just won't leave us alone. I guess we're just going to have to move. No way. Don't worry. We're not moving. It is. Who are you going to call? The The Television television Crossover crossover Universe Universe Podcast. Podcast. Tuesdays on the Grand Guignol Network. Catching all those pesky crossover references. Worcester, Massachusetts, a barren wasteland of dull. But in October, that changes forever. The 14th through the 16th, the Deadites will be in attendance at the Rock and Shock Horror Convention. 
Come hang out with the Deadites and the stars of Trick or Treat Radio all weekend long. But that's not all. On October 15th at the Cove Music Hall, the Deadites headline an all-star night of dance music and ghoulish getting down. Worcester will never be the same. Patrick Ray Hall in the motherfucking house. 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 And we're back. To the greatest song ever. That's so awesome and amazing. You're Although so I do think that next week, for next week's show, that we are going to have a uh, a new song from one of our listeners. Uh, you know, speaking of listener appreciation, this is a yes. listener that appreciates us as much as we appreciate, appreciate him. him. I'm not going to reveal who it is until the song comes out, and we'll make sure we give him proper credit. But it's definitely someone who's active on the. Uh, on the Facebook group, definitely someone who's left feedback in the past. Yes. So, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I am too, because uh, this guy is a talented musician, so I'm and very I'm interested to hear. So excited. I can't wait to see him at Rock and Shock. Rock and Shock, which we will, we will be there. Yep, we'll be at Rock and Shock. We'll be at the Cove Music Hall afterwards on Saturday. Yep. So we'll be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll be at the Cove. Uh, we'll see you there. Yeah, you. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Don't look at me like that. You know exactly who you are. You better go, because you said you were going to go. Are you okay over there? Listen, no. They know who they are. The people that are out there thinking, well, I don't really... No, you're going. Oh, my God. That's what you're doing. No. Take, take no. the Valium. Calm yourself. No. No. Listen. God. They're going. They know who they are. They, kn- they will go, yeah. and we'll have fun. And you need to calm down. I just don't want Cody to go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show, so it's okay. Uh, but <laughs> My name's Cody. <sighs> You're so This is It's not everybody named Cody. It's just one specific person. <laughs> Fucking bonehead. Okay. Okay. Before you get... I actually have never met this person. I'm just going by okay. social media. Yes. So. so you're judging a book by its cover. I am judging the book by the description that was written by the author on the back of it. <sighs> okay. If I- you want to use those types of metaphors. Okay. Calm down. I am Let's calm. Let's do a voicemail. Uh, yeah, we have one voicemail from uh, a first-time listener. Uh, I'm sorry. First-time feedbacker-giver. Uh, okay. He does leave a lot of feedback on the uh, the Facebook group. There's a lot of interaction there. Yes. But this is his first time leaving a voicemail. So, uh, Sweet. Let's hear from my good friend Nick Ferrara. What was that? It's entitled... Hey, Patsy, I like you best. Okay. <laughs> Throwdown Thursday podcast. What in the world is up? So, first of all, I just want to say, great job with the show, guys. Everything that you guys have talked about each week has been fantastic. The show is great. Um, also, by the way, I am hashtag Team Patsy. Patrick, I love you, bud. Sorry, Nicole. Um, and no now, problem. basically, what I want to say is, uh, where's all the Deadpool at? No, we can't believe we've gone 10 episodes without any talk about Mr. Wade Wilson. What's up with that? 
Oh, by the way, Patrick, uh, tell Ashley that I'm craving some Elio's and Mountain Dew, so we need to schedule that real soon. All right, guys, bye. Thank you, Nick, for the lovely voicemail. Uh, for those of you who don't know Nick, um, Nick is a, a, a very nice young man uh, uh, with whom I worked for a while. Uh, we're very good friends. He um, he has a very sophisticated palate. Um, generally, when we're around him, he eats Elio's pizza and Mountain Dew, and that's about it. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. So that's what that uh, that's what that reference gotcha. was there because that's. Uh, Nick lived with us for a little while. Yeah, I know you mentioned that. And he, to me. Uh, and he, we were trying to figure out what you know. We're like, all right, we're going shopping. What do you want? And he's like, uh, bologna, Elio's, and Mountain Dew. <laughs> like that's what he lived on. So it's a uh, pretty funny. He's he's a good kid. Um, and why haven't we touched on Deadpool? Well, now we're uh, we're twelve episodes in. Yes, Deadpool is. Certainly a character that uh, needs to be discussed. Um, I'm not sure when we're going to do that. I think when we have another fan appreciation, probably, I don't know. Probably November-ish. Yeah, I think November would be a great time to do one. Because we've got, got, you know, these two episodes that we just recorded, and we've Mm -hmm. got two more, Mm -hmm. and the next one's going to drop right before... A certain show comes out. Yeah, because we are. Uh, well, we can we can tell folks All what right, we're going to so do. The, the next, next two episodes yes. are. So the next two episodes, we're going to talk about Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, and Luke Cage will be um, debuting on Netflix, I believe, September thirtieth. September thirtieth. So our our Luke Cage show will actually drop right before it uh, premieres. Yeah, that the Thursday before that Saturday. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> you'll get a chance to. Uh, to hear a little bit of background, you know, what we think, you know, what we've seen from the comics, what we've seen from the TV shows, because yes. obviously the Jessica Jones and the Luke Cage uh, shows crossover, and they also touch, you know, cross paths with the Daredevil show. So mm-hmm. if you uh, haven't had a chance to watch Jessica Jones on Netflix, mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Yes. Uh, Kristen Ritter does a phenomenal job yep. as the titular character. As well as David Tennant. Oh my God, I love that man. He so much. is awesome. Um, this takes place if you if you look at the, uh, the some of the Marvel. artwork. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say some of the artwork for the. Um, generally, what they do for these shows is they show a character, now the character from the show, whether it be Daredevil or Jessica Jones. So far, because those only those are the only two that have come out. Uh. They show them standing like at a crossroads, and if you look in the background, you know, like where they're looking off in the distance, mm-hmm. you can see the uh, Tony Stark's tower. Yeah, in the background. And this is all taking place after the mats mm-hmm. of uh, the first the Battle Aven- of New York. Yeah, yeah, first Avengers film. But what I was going to say is, when you see the Daredevil one, you see the 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 uh, the Avengers tower yeah. now from one angle. And then when you look at the Jessica Jones one, it's from another angle. So it's almost like they're taking place, you know, a block away from each other. Yeah. And of course, you know, they've got the you know, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, the Iron Fist show that's coming up. I know uh, that's uh, that's Raven Shadow's boy there. Uh, right. He loves him some uh, some Danny. He does. He loves uh, both of them, I think. Power Man and, and Iron Fist. The heroes for hire. Mm-hmm. 
So that's a little bit of a teaser for uh, next next couple of shows. Yes, and you know this is the perfect time to mention to you folks that if you have a suggestion of a character that you want us to talk about, please, 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 please send us an email at throwdownthursdaypodcast at gmail.com or uh, get with us on the Facebook or interact with us on Twitter. My handler is at Nick Tompkins and Patrick's at Patrick Ray Hall. And, you know, we'll talk about whoever you want to talk about or want to listen to. Like, this is what we do. We'll, we'll talk about characters and dissect them and give them the origin that everybody wants to know. And, yeah, that's all I can think of at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'll do this all day, every day. You know, I'm fine with that. So, because we uh, missed it last week. Nicole, what have you got for your agent Nicole files? All right. Um. So. Um. Now I have like a blank, blank space in my head. All right. Um. So a couple of weeks ago, I did. <laughs> forgot to tell him to cue up the music. Whoops. Um. So the past couple of weeks, I've done television, movies. I've done comics. So today, since we didn't do one last week, I'm going to double up. Is that okay, Patsy? I double I'll up. allow it. Oh, okay. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is podcasts. We all love podcasts. We Why listen to this show if you don't love a podcast? Um, I know a couple of weeks ago on Trick or Treat Radio, Janimo did his 13 favorite podcasts. And I know there's another person, one of our listeners, Cornelius. He's a big fan of this podcast. Um bizarre states i love bizarre states it it used to be called spooky shit and um it is run by jessica chobot and andrew bowser from the nerdist nerdist nerdist.com and they talk about the paranormal spooky ghost stories they have amazing interviews with uh celebrities people who've um, dealt with the paranormal have uh great ghost stories they just recently hit their hundred episode so if you enjoy spooky shit basically um definitely take a look with them and i love comedy i love comedians so i'm going to throw out a few comedians that everybody should take a look into um first one is jimmy carr he's an english um comedian he recently just did the roast of rob lowe and he's very very crude very very dirty He's really good with the one edge liners. He's freaking hilarious. I enjoy him. And then another British comedian, Jack Whitehall, is another one that you should all take a look into. So those are my agent. I think another uh, great uh, British comedian that everyone should check out is uh, Noel Fielding. Yes, I wasn't going to mention him I yet. I can't but believe you didn't mention him. Well, I wanted to, to I wanted to keep this, you know, small and light. And, you know, I do have other files I will get to in the future. All right. I'm just, you know. Jeez. This is saying. my time. My. Down my here. Down here. It's our time. Our time. No. No. This is my. She's second. too young to get that reference, Wolfie. Yeah, I hate so. you. All right. Don't. Don't you have a science fact, or shall we do our next battle? Since you know, I'm remembering we're doing another battle. Well, 
I think we should do the other battle. I'm actually going to let you read this one. This uh, is from our uh, our last category there on the bottom so left. So we had our guns are fun, sticking with the pony end, out of this world. And now we're going to do the supernatural superstars. And we have for this match Buffy versus Abigail Whistler from the Blade Trinity, Blade 3, correct? Yeah. So get those votes in. I I'm not going to vote for Buffy for personal reasons. Yeah, this is... Uh, I know one person, because he has uh, such a deep-rooted love for Joe, Joe Sweden. Is that his name? Joe, Joe Sweden? Joe's... The, the writing guy? Oh. The writing guy who hates everyone and thinks that he's better than everyone else? That oh, guy? Oh, that dingbat? Yeah, so I, I think we'll get a, a, a Buffy vote from uh, Dynamo <laughs> Mars. The reason why I'm not voting for Buffy is because she took out my Agent Carter, bitch. Well, also, <laughs> I think, you know, this is definitely a, a nice little battle between a couple of vampire uh, yeah, hunters. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, there's a big difference between uh, having to take out vampires like Ron Perlman and, you know, as opposed to Seth Green. I mean, no offense to either either one of those guys, but I think in a, in a straight-up fight... Seth Green has less Ooh, chance yeah. than a flamethrower fighting a snowman. Uh, yeah, I agree. So do you have a science fact? Yes. Uh, when referring to planetary tilt, scientists will use the word obliquity. Really? Yeah, that's a fun little science fact. That today. is one a really fun science fact. Um, before we go, I just want to say... If you enjoy our show, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Let us know what you think of us. You love us. You hate us. Let us know. Leave a review and check us out. Do you like us? Love us? Do you want more of us? You can uh, definitely find us on uh, Facebook. There's always some fun uh, conversations mm-hmm. going on, in yep. the, uh, especially regarding the battles uh, we had a pretty good one a couple weeks ago with uh, the bride from Kill Bill versus Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, so that was actually a pretty, uh, pretty solid battle. And uh, I know I've been slacking, but I'll uh, get some of these uh, Yeah, stories. we've been really bad. <laughs> we'll get some of these uh, stories that we've been promising up on... Uh, Our personal lives have been kind of hectic. Yeah, so, so we're, we're going to get these stories up on the... Uh, the blog and then we'll we'll post links and yes we're gonna you know start doing that a little more though especially with some of these more obscure characters like what we did mm-hmm. with cthulhu last week we're gonna do that with guts this week i think i'll post a youtube link mm-hmm. to that uh hundred man battle because i think that was phenomenal yes i agree um and we'll post some other stuff that you mm-hmm. know give you some more background you can find out where we got our information from mm-hmm. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you know, you can always just give us a... Ring-a-ding-ding on Facebook or yeah, Twitter. Shoot us, shoot us a message anyway. Uh, email, throwdownthursdaypodcast at gmail.com. Just let us know. You know, if we made a mistake, if we said something that you didn't agree with or, you know, you feel strongly about a character that we were kind of eh about, you know, let us know. And uh, we love to hear from you no matter what it is. You know, we don't always have to agree. That's fine. Uh, if we don't, that actually spurs the conversation on. But yes, and also check out the other n- shows on the Awesome Network. Yeah, Sundays you got the Outside Corner Fantasy Baseball Podcast with uh, Dr. Joey Tron and uh, Mr. Johnny Wolfenstein. And then on Monday you have the lovely, lovely guys of Unchained. Yep, that's uh, Uncle, Uncle Polly's show. show. <laughs> Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> Tuesday, you have the television crossover universe with Robert Ironsky. Robert Ironsky! 
What do we got on Wednesday? Wednesday, we have... Wednesday's a big day. Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday. It's hump day. It's going to be hump day with the awesome Stephanie Wiley and the awesome Dynamo Mars with the Elm Street Kids movie, movie club. And then Wednesday nights, you better strap on and get ready for Trick or Treat Radio going live Yep, and Thursday, obviously, you have our show, Throwdown Thursday, and then Friday, you know, you have the uh, the repeat uh, of uh, the show Trick or Treat of, Radio, yeah. you know, that comes live on iTunes, Stitcher. And then Saturday, you have nobody. Saturday will be uh, for the day to catch up on all the stuff that you didn't do during the week because you were too busy listening to all of our shows. Mm-hmm. Well, we're very kind. We like to give people a day off, you Yeah. Know? Yeah. Recover you know. from the, the previous six days. <laughs> yeah, because that's a lot to take in. It's like a podcast hangover day, you know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, while you're... While you might you're, need a day off from Friday, especially with all the laughter you might get. Yeah, and while you're, uh, while you're, you know, because these, these shows don't last 24 hours each, so, you know, you're still going to have some time to do other stuff. So, you know, check out our buddies over at Punch Farm. Check out, you know... Uh, Atomic uh, Age Media with Atomic Jeremy Atomic Age Media with Jeremy and Martin. Uh, and, uh, you know, Cult of Muscle... Talk Without Rhythm, mm-hmm. you know, all good friends of uh, the show and the network. So, you know, check out those guys, too, because they always have something to bring. And uh, all very unique shows with definitely uh, some distinct personalities. Yes. And, you know, you might see some of your uh, favorite folks uh, pimping pop themselves, in, pop in and out of some of these. Yeah, Patsy. Pimping yourself out. Yeah. Well, I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about everybody. Oh, I know. That's a that's a disturbing image that's up on that screen there. What disturbing? What are you? Oh, talking? I just clicked on something. It's yeah. yeah. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame you. If you're really curious, is it clickbait? No, but if you're really curious, um, is this what I thought? I yeah, I saw that earlier. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, check, <laughs> check with Nick. He'll uh, he'll share it. Yeah, Nick <laughs> Nicholas, what are you posting on Facebook? No, I know exactly what it is and why why it why it's up there. We're not going to describe it to people because they Kermit. What are you doing? No, I just said we're not going to describe it to people. I'm yelling at the Kermit on the on the table. Mm, no, like, you're not. I was. All right. Well, anyways, I think that's going to go. do it for the show after those disturbing images. Yes, and we'll see you next, next Thursday. Thursday.